0: This is the 210 podcast where we show you how to have more as a busy professional woman while still enjoying the mommy life. We are your hosts, Dr. Amy Steele and Dr. Carol Broxton. So Carol, good day to you. How are you, my dear? I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, I am great. I'm good. I'm just uh, enjoying this holiday season and really looking forward to spending time with the kids and, uh, you know, maybe decorating a few things. I started decorating, um, but definitely didn't finish. So uh, how about you?
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. Same here. Busy, busy, getting ready for the holidays. Um, we're going to share, um, Christmas with both sides of the family. So, you know, busy times, try to make sure that we get everything, got a list, crossing things off, see that my list is still not complete. (laughs) So, that know, part. Oh, yeah. But fun times, fun times.
0: Yes. So um, do you plan to purchase a gift for everyone in your family? Yes. I oh, do. you're good. I'm you're one good. Of those people.
1: <laughs> you're that girl? <laughs> I'm that girl. It's like, I don't want anyone to feel bad. I don't want anyone to feel left out, even if it's something small. I just want to make sure everybody gets any, everything. I even princess gets her gift as well. And that's my pet dog. (laughs) Not the
0: dog. You know, a lot of people give their dogs gifts. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: no one gets
0: How does the dog open the gift? You help her. Like,
1: come on, her name's Princess. Like, come on, Princess. It's time to open your gift. And she looks at you.
0: (laughs) That is hilarious. I mean, I'm not a dog person, so no disrespect to all the dog lovers. Um, But I'm always enthralled and genuinely curious about how people engage with their dogs around the dog's birthday Christmas you know doggy daycare veterinarian all the things yes
1: it's like having, it's another child it's like having another child so really
0: this should be called 211 two moms with 11 kids yes <laughs> if I'm a fur
1: mom yes.
0: <laughs> you're a fur mom I love it do any of your kids have pets Oh um, no,
1: we just have the one share dog. So yeah, princess is everybody's dog.
0: So, everybody's yeah. dog. <laughs> I love it. Well, we have been having a lot of um since we've researched our podcast and just kind of gotten back in the groove of things. Um, there's some amazing content out there that you and I have been just talking about. And I know you have a great one for us today. So I can't wait to get into this one because it's a you know involving someone special that we all love. So what are we gonna discuss today?
1: All right, today we're gonna be examining um, a great discussion and great lessons that were shared by the wonderful Michelle Obama. Uh, Revolt Studios proudly presents um, the topic cross-generational discussions with the former first lady, Michelle Obama, with some great influencers um, on the panel. So we're just kinda gonna go back and examine those different topics and have a recap of what all was said. Just a lot of stuff was said, but we'll just kinda touch bases on a few things.
0: Awesome. I cannot wait to get started. Um, I listened to the YouTube video and that conversation was just, was it not like everything that we we think about on a daily basis?
1: Yes. It was a very candid, honest, and it was so surprising how honest. Michelle Obama was because she can be like, you know, I have this position, I'm known as, as this great person, I did these wonderful things, but she's so down to earth, so real, so that's what made it so you could connect with her and you felt like she was talking directly to you and it's like, oh, yes, that's what I'm going through, that's what I'm experiencing, those are the thoughts that I had, I didn't say them, but I'm thinking them, like, this is what I'm going through, you know, it's, it's those things that everyday people go through and you don't think that oh, everybody goes through this, I'm not alone in it, so it was really a really good conversation.
0: Yeah. And I especially love how she talked about, you know, the fear of putting out content. You know, we've talked about this before where we are vulnerable. We are. And that was another theme of the of the conversation vulnerability. But you and I are vulnerable when we talk about our husbands, we talk about, you know, our kids and we, you know, share a lot. We share things that we know we can afford to hear again, but we do share a lot. And you always worry about. How that content or not worry, but you think about how is that content being perceived? How do people interact with us as a, as a result of hearing what we go through in our families and are they being helped? And is this beneficial? And Michelle Obama talked about, you know, this idea of every time she writes a book and every time she publishes something and even the influencers who were having the conversation, every time they put content out there. You know how does they're they're thinking through how the audience is going to respond. Sometimes you just want people not to know it's you, but you still have something to say. <laughs> have you ever thought about that? Like I want to tell you a bunch of stuff, but I just don't want you to relate it back to me.
1: Yes. So true. Because then you, in your mind, you're like, are they going to see me differently? Are they going to lose respect for me? Or are they going to say, you know, I'm invalid or, you know, criticize me? So, yeah, those are some thoughts that go through your mind. But um, it was kind of emphasized that we got to remember that we're trying to reach. We're trying to reach someone at the end of the day. If it's just one mm-hmm. you're, you got to remember what's the purpose behind what you're doing. And so when you think it that through and say, I'm going to help somebody, it's worth it. It's worth it. It pays off. It really pays off. And I also want to say a lot of topics that were spoken about, um, they would reference Michelle Obama's book that just came out. So it's Michelle Obama, The Light We Carry, Overcoming in Uncertain Times. And, it, and she has an audible, which I went and download. And she's actually, and I love to hear the, the writer's voice. So that was really nice that she is actually her voice that's reading a book. So you can feel like she's talking to you. I love that when I'm hearing their voice versus somebody else's voice. So you can definitely go over to Audible and check that out. But um, getting started with um, the topics, they would you know go back and forth and just ask various questions and about who you are. And they brought up a good point that I just want to emphasize and go ahead and go over. And that is, you know, in relationships, you know, what, you know, this timeline that we're kind of on, you know, as young, you know, women, we have this timeline about, you know, when should I meet somebody? What should I expect of someone? You know, what does life look, look like? And Michelle had referenced, um, she had spoke about, first, you need to be a whole person before you try to jump out there and say, hey, I got this timeline, I wanna meet this perfect person. And you got to know yourself first. And be whole first, and then you want to meet somebody that's also whole because you want to bring your whole self to the table to bring this union together and to build, you know, the life that you that you want together. So I thought that was a really good point to bring out because you know, with you know, with our listeners, to know that you can't be on everybody else's timeline <clears throat> and your expectations of others. Before you have this expectation of others, you really need to hold yourself accountable. And know that you're a whole person, that you'll bring a whole person, you know, to the table. And, you know, I, I think about uh, myself when me and my husband made it so funny because we were we were so young. We were 16, 17. So having having this um you know, relationship and having this idea <laughs> of what, you know, holding each other accountable and expectations. And we are like, we're kids. And, you know, you think you have it all figured out and you have this big plans. like, oh, this is what life is going to be like. It's going to be just like this or just like that. But um, you learn, you know, over time and just the importance. And I can't say that enough. You got to be a whole person coming into a, a relationship. And it also, if she emphasized friendships, you know, whether really it's relationships, friendships, but just this different areas of your life, and you know phases of your life, you have to consider in a whole and bring your whole self to the table. And expectations that someone else would also bring their whole selves to the table, so that you can you know experience life together. And she right. also emphasized, um, kind of jumped in and kind of shift to marriage. And I love when she talked about marriage being work. I love that. I was like, it's so important to hear that because you see the Instagram posts and you see the reels and you see happy people all the time. But marriage is a work. And she even admitted to that, you know, 10 years of her marriage was hard because, you know, once they had the kids, it was that that struggle of, you know, balance, finding that balance, you know, the husband and the wife. And ideally, we always hear that marriage is 50-50. And she said, no, marriage is sometimes 20, 70, 30 or 40 60 it just depends on what's going on you know trying to give and take and grow and you know handle the kids and the schedules and your careers and me and you definitely know what that's like because you know we were married young and we had our children and we had our careers and we have careers and you're entrepreneur and everything and trying to find that balance you know and going through the different phases you know you have to put in the work would you like to add something to that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, I want to go back to what you said before about being a whole person. Um, I think that is so critical and crucial because even with friendships and how they talked about the peace with friendships, when you bring a, uh, yourself into a relationship with another woman or another guy and it's a friendship, you to to remain calm or not even calm, to remain sane You have to know yourself and know what value you take into the relationship, because if you don't, then comparative um, things will start to take place. You'll start to compare yourself to the person or even kind of think that you don't have anything to offer or just always kind of be behind in what the true value of that friendship is. Right. So it's so important to know that you are of value and that you bring value to any relationship you're in. But you have to be whole yourself and know who you are before you step into that relationship. It's not someone else's job to validate us. It's not up to someone else to say, you know, you're worthy, you're this, you're that. Now, sure, we love to hear those things, but it's not their job to do so. And what I find with a lot of friendships and even some of my own in my early, early 20s and even mid to late 20s, just I thought other people were supposed to do certain things to help make me happy. And that's really not how life goes. Um, I needed to bring my whole self into the relationship. And part of this cross-generational conversation that they had talked about how you feel and deal with life in your 20s and then how it just gets better and better and better as you age with each decade, Michelle Obama said, with each decade, it gets better. And it's like you have this revelation when you're getting ready to turn the next thing and you and I are in our 40s. So we're having this kind of gentle revelation like we cannot control everything our kids do. We cannot, you know, control everything we uh, in, engage with or interact with in the home. We can't control our husbands. We've been married now over twenty years each. We can't control certain things. Whereas in your twenties, you might think you can, trying yeah. to please everybody, trying to make everybody happy. Thirties, you might think, okay, well, didn't quite do it in my twenties. Let me try again in my thirties. In your forties, you're like, wait a minute this thing is just not working out like that. Like I need to change my expectation and how I step into this relationship, this friendship, this marriage, or this child, you know, parenting relationship, and then make some adjustments. So I'm thinking Carol, we'll be completely liberated by the time we're fifties and (laughs) sixties.
1: Oh, you're getting me excited. There's hope. There's hope. (laughs) I think hope is coming. Hope (laughs) is coming. Yes. But and so, I also, anyway, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I also, I also like that um, it was pointed out that you're always learning. It just, it never stops. The growth never stops. The, you know, working on your marriage never stops. The Even with your children, you know, caring about them, worrying about them, or wanting the best for them or protect them, it never stops. You just, you go through these phases of life and you're growing. It's all about growth and all about learning until the very end. It just, it never stops, you know, those different phases of your life. And you, and it gets better because you, you, you know, you're guarded and you create, you, you, um, evolve and you, you have knowledge and wisdom care with you, making choices and decisions and growth is there. So that's what makes it, you know, better. So that, that was exciting to hear and just the women sharing their experiences. So it's a really good, um, a really good, Um, and then let me also say this the the YouTube it is like an hour and 40 minutes but the information is so rich it just pulls you in it's just hard to even stop watching because the topics are so rich and so valuable valuable um with everybody joining in and being vulnerable and sharing you know their experiences so it was really really good and just felt like you know what I'm at that place, or I've been. You can just so relate. I'm at that place, or I can relate to what you know what they're saying. So yes, that was that was really good. I'm I'm excited about it.
0: Good, and- yeah. I I heard um something else toward the beginning, and one of the key takeaways I had was um the idea that we have to train people how to treat us and train people on what our boundaries are. So Michelle Obama talked about this as it relates to her children, specifically her older daughter. And, you know, I've had to do that with my older children um, and even the younger ones. So all of the kids, but with myself, you know, I I've said this before, I have trained some people on how to treat me and others are still a work in progress, right? It's up to me to make sure I set a boundary and it's up to all of us as moms and as wives to make sure we set our boundaries. And if we don't, then we can't blame the person who broke those boundaries because we didn't train them on how to treat us. Now, the first time they may break the boundaries, it may just be socially unacceptable or just unacceptable, period, or disrespectful. And so we deal with that. But if you have never set those boundaries with that person, then really can they be blamed for you not stepping in and saying, I don't like when you treat me this way. I don't like when you talk to me this way. I don't like when you disrespect my time or when you waste my time or waste my money or waste my energy, right? We have to train people how to treat us. That'll give us more fulfillment, but it'll also allow us to show up better in relationships. And what I find is that the more free and the more concerned about ourselves we are, so the freer we are to share and the more concerned we are about people breaking our boundaries and the more, I guess, intentional we are about those boundaries and about life, as it relates to dealing with other people, then the more fruitful our lives will be. So how do you feel about setting boundaries and making sure people know exactly how to treat you?
1: Boundaries are so important. I, too, have had a conversation with my, with my children as well, you know, setting those boundaries and having those expectations. And that's what... Um, You have to you go through that. You learn that you learn how to set those boundaries. And I think about when you're like in your 20s or when you're younger, you're so focused on I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or I don't know what they're going to think about me. But then as you start growing older and gaining wisdom and gaining knowledge, you allow and you go through. Sometimes you have to go through that experience. You have to go through that experience of not having a boundary and somebody crossing it. And they feel you feel used, abused, neglected, et cetera. And once you have that experience, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't like that. So that's when you have to say, okay, in order for that not to happen again you know what, I have to have a boundary. Yes, they might not like me. Yes, I might lose this friendship. Yes, you know, they might not call as much or come around as much. And when people really care about you and respect you, they'll respect the boundary. And that's when you know, should this friendship continue? Should this relationship continue? Or if not, it's like, hey, look, I have a boundary. And if you can't respect that boundary, this is the end. Or this is where we we meet, you know, we're gonna be friends or we're gonna be associates. Only and I teach my children that you have family, you have friends, you have associates, and you probably have more associates than you have friends. You know your family, not all, but majority that your your um, close family we are your friends. We are your, your friends first. We are your first friends, you know. We are your first um relationship, you know, dealing, you know, how you deal with your parents, you know, your relationship with your parents and relationship with your siblings, you know, being there for each other, respecting each other, and, you know, you should have those boundaries there and expectations there, and when you meet these people that you say, oh, but that's my friend, you know, so you have to gauge it and set those boundaries because you don't want to be hurt. You don't want to be taken advantage of. And I and I do have some children that are very gentle. They are gentle, gentle giants <laughs> or gentle, you know, just gentle personalities and they and they're really big on I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I, you know, I want to help somebody, but sometimes no is a sentence and no means no. And I tell them a lot of times, before you leave the house, you need to have your mind made up on who you are. And what you will and won't do, because if you don't have your mind made up and you don't have boundaries, people are going to influence you. You're going to be tossed to and fro in this world, used and abused in this world. If you don't have a standard, if you don't have boundaries, you're going to be pulling every direction and you're going to feel like you're not getting anywhere because it's like I'm using abuse. I'm hurting you empty and they, they empty you out. They're they're just your vessel is becoming empty. You're just pouring into people, pouring into people, pouring into people. Being the yes person, being and I've been there. That yes person is like I want to be nice. Don't want to hurt anybody's feelings yes to everything, yes, because you know, you want to be the perfect wife, you want to be the perfect mother, you want to be the perfect, you know, everything, and you have to get up to a point that, you know, the reality hits you, and hits you hard, that no, you can't beat everything to everybody, because your vessel needs to be full first, because if it's not, you're going to be empty, you're going to be drained, and you're going to be, and people are going to be like, what's wrong with you? Because you're empty, you're just this empty vessel that's drained, so boundaries are so important, or it, it, you'll become a different person, you won't be who you really truly are so yeah that's why I can go on and on about that especially when you're a mom oh my gosh I'm like are you listening to me <laughs> I need you to listen
0: that part <laughs> that part and you know I I want to say this we want to recommend that everyone listens to this YouTube um, video because it really does provide a lot of context around some of the things that we're facing in our world some of the mental health challenges that we're facing and some of the just ways that we can overcome those things. It's truly a daily walk to overcome things that, and challenges and trials that you face in your life with yourself and with the other with the other people that you interact with. So it's not something you watch a video and then you're gonna be cured or you know you listen to this podcast and then you're gonna be well. What we wanna encourage you to always do is to take the tools that we're sharing with you Extend your learning, use our podcast as a way to learn a few things, but then extend your learning beyond that. Read the book, you know, watch the the YouTube video, keep motivating, encouraging and feeding yourself and learn how you can grow. And that will help you grow over time. What I always find very interesting is when I talk to certain people in my life who may not have read as many books about a topic as I have, or may not have been you know, as intentional about learning about something that I may have a little bit more experience with, I, I don't get frustrated. What I do is try to give them tools and resources and tips to help them. Because I realized that I might have done 20 years of mind work around you know, self-esteem around confidence or 15 years around this or that, or 10 years of experience around this and that. And that is interesting because when you're talking to people, you can clearly see that they need to do some more mind work. They don't need to learn a new skill. They don't need to learn a new trade. They don't need to, you know, go and get another degree. Sometimes they just need to talk themselves into being okay with themselves. Sometimes they just need a boost of confidence, but they can't get it overnight. It takes years of building, months of reading, working, you know, having experiences and then learning how to overcome them. And that's what I appreciated about the YouTube video, about the conversation. It was a collective overview of all of those women's shared experiences of being a mom, of rising to fame, of rising to some measure of power and how they dealt with it and how they still maintain being a mommy during all of it. Right. That was my biggest, biggest takeaway. So. To our audience, we hope that you will take the information we share today and use it to grow yourselves, but to use it as a starting place, right? Do not let this be the end all to the journey. Um, Carol, any closing remarks you have? Yes,
1: um, this please go watch the YouTube video and then also go ahead and read the book. And like you said, it's not the um, um solution, like, oh, it's just gonna solve all your problems, but it will give you tools to become better, to grow, to maybe get to your to that next level in your life, give you a better understanding. Um, sometimes just it's so relatable and you can grow and it will be there to assist you to become, you know, a better you and see kind of life in a different light. So it's really it's really worth the watch and really a tool tool that you can use as well. So this is a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Um, And I I just think you'll learn so much using the tools that we talked about today. So please um, thank you for listening to the 210 podcast where we shine lights on topics for busy moms. Have a great day.